I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Okay, welcome to another episode of our expert series. Today, I'm joined by Phil Pergola. Uh, Phil's an, uh, an accomplished operator with a deep expertise in customer success. So he's gonna talk about customer success 101 for us today. Uh, Phil's worked at companies like Blade Logic, Enernock, uh, most recently Cloud Health Technologies, which was acquired by VMware, where Phil was VP of customer success at VMware. Uh, welcome, Phil, thank you for joining us. Yeah, great to be with you, Charlie. Awesome. So let's start with the basics. Uh, what is customer success? How do you think about it? Yeah, on the surface, it sounds obvious, right? You know, customer success is about making your customers successful. Um, you know, what business wouldn't want that, right? Um, but that said, as you dig into it a bit more, um, you know, it gets much more complicated very quickly. Like, so first there's the methodology for how everyone in the company is working towards, you know, providing a positive outcome for the customers. And then there's also the teams that are dedicated to making sure the customers have a positive customer experience. Um, you know, when I was running customer success for the Cloud Health team at VMware, we called this the verb and the noun. The verb was the methodology we use to make our customers successful. And it literally spanned most of the organizations in the company, right? From the product organization, the marketing organization, the sales organization, to the customer success teams, um, all were involved in, you know, delivering on these outcomes. And then we had the noun, which was actually the customer success organization. And that was a team of resources that were dedicated to delivering all the human elements of the customer experience. So why do you feel customer success is important or why should, how should companies think about the importance of customer success? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the most basic level, right, it's obvious, right? The, you know, all businesses need customers to survive. Right. You know, but that said, for like, you know, decades, companies invested a disproportionate portion of their time and budgets in landing new customers. Right. And what businesses started to realize over time is that there is significant value in investing in the outcomes and experience of existing customers. Um, and that helps drive behaviors of not only retaining those customers, but also getting them to continue to buy you know, from the company. And this realization was only magnified as companies moved to subscription based business models where you're really never done selling to the customers. Um, it was also magnified as companies, you know, started using online research as a way to determine what companies they want to work with. And that really changed the buying behaviors of companies. And then also social media became more important. So all it takes is, you know, one negative employee or, you know, customer to like bring your whole, you know, business down. And then more and more companies are implementing these product led growth strategies. And a lot of that, Yep. is hinged on the fact that users are having a positive experience and, you know, have good things to say, you know, about a company. So, you know, if you do customer success well, um, su successful organizations have frictionless renewals, 
right? So, you know, the renewing of new revenue, it's your confidence it's going to happen. A high percentage of your customers renew. Um, you know, successful companies have a huge opportunity for upsell and cross-sell, right? So you can go into your existing install base and get them to, uh, you know, buy additional, you know, software services, you know, what have you from you. And those successful customers, they say good things about you, um, not only to others uh, that they know who are also, you know, maybe interested in buying, but also they say good things about you in places like social media. Sure. Um, and so by investing in customer success, you know, companies have the best path forward to maximize their revenue at the lowest possible cost. Do you have an example of what is a, a, an example of bad customer success or an organization that failed uh, in, in customer success? Sure. Um, yeah. So a couple examples. So actually, uh, you know, I've been talking a lot to startups lately and uh, I was recently talking to a company that has about you know three million in recurring revenue, and uh, early on they had signed up a customer who alone was worth about a million dollars in recurring revenue, and they signed up that customer. They invested a lot in the first ninety days in making that customer successful, but they took their eye off the ball. Yep. And so you know they're trying to you know they're a VC backed private company you know based in you know Massachusetts trying to grow the business. Well, that customer continued to grow, uh, but they took their eye off the ball, and that customer turned. Yep. And so, you know, so think about that in the context of a business that is, you know, about 3 million recurring revenue, they lost a third of their recurring revenue with one customer that left the business. And that's an extreme example, but it really kind of, you know, highlights, you know, particularly early on how important it is to, you know, make sure that you're taking care of your customers and that you can never take your eye off the ball, right? You invest all this time and energy in securing those customers and making them successful. You can't take your eye off the ball, particularly in a, a recurring revenue or repeat revenue business. Um, you know, I'm talking to another company who is over $400 million in revenue, confidently only about 60 to 70% of their revenue renews every year. Right. Right. So, so think about the cost to go, you know, go invest in marketing and sales to go replace that 30% of revenue that's lost. It's huge. Do you have a couple of just really high level recommendations on? you know, how not to take your, what, what can you do so that your eye is always on the ball with that really large customer? And then two, uh, how did, you know, increase retention? I mean, 60 to 70% is really low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so first, I mean, I think, you know, in my experience, um, you need to focus on three areas, right? So one is, first and foremost, you really need to understand who your customer is, right? And, and you need to look at it both in the context of who the buyer is of your, you know, software or service, and then who the consumers are, are the users of the service. And so you really need to recognize that, you know, your customer is rarely just one, you know, person or one role. Um, and that there's different people who are involved in the decisions to both, you know, both buy and use, you know, your solution. And so I think that's really critical. Um, and then you also need to understand what does a positive outcome look like, you know, for them, right? Whether it's the business benefit they get, or it's something that, you know, listen, I want to get promoted, right? And I have a project and, you know, I go deliver that project. And as a result of that project, I get promoted and, and this company played an important you know, role in that, right? So what does the positive outcome look like to them? So it's really important to understand the outcome. The second piece is, you know, really understanding from an end-to-end -end perspective, right? Starting all the way back marketing, all the way through sales, and then ultimately through, you know, the, the onboarding, the adoption, the value realization of the service. Like what are all the steps along the way? And what's the customer experience look like at each of those steps? 
Um, and that's really critical, right? So first you need to understand the outcome and then you need to understand kind of the, the experience. And then once you've done that, now you can start to map at each step of the journey, you can actually start to do a couple of things. One, you can start to think about, you know, is there a role for a customer success team at each of those steps of the journey? And this particularly becomes important, you know, once you land the customer with the sales organization, right? right? Um, you know, there's the old adage, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And yep. so you need to realize that once you sign someone up as a customer, there's a reset button that gets hit. And then, you know, so I've just, you know, I've just decided to purchase your, you know, software or service. And so now at this point in time, I'm now a customer. And so you have like this, you know, I call it the 90 day window where you need to make sure the customer has a great experience. But then also you can't take your eye off the ball. So you have to think about, okay, well, what does the next 90 days look like? What does the next 90 days look like? And how, how can we be engaging with the customer, not just reactively, but proactively. And then also, you know, you also need to think about as you're building your software or service, what are the opportunities to get information about how your customer is receiving that service? So, you know, if you're a software company, think of all the data that yep. you could be getting about, you know, how a customer is using your software and then how you use that data to you know, ensure the outcome and enhance the experience. And so those are, those are kind of some of the things you know, I think about. And so if you, and if you do those things, it's, very, it's, you know, it's not rocket science to improve a 60 to 70% renewal rate to you know, a 90% renewal rate, um, yeah. but you gotta make sure you focus in all three areas. Yeah, I go to board meetings all the time where you know, the, the founders say, oh, you know, we had this customer churn, it came out of nowhere, uh, we weren't <laughs> expecting it and it's, like, well, but they've been a customer for two years. How could this come out of nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and listen, the reality is, is that there are some things that are outside your control, right? For sure. For company sure. Is a, you know, company A is acquired by company B or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, there's a change in the organization structure, but there's lots of things you can do to mitigate, you know, that risk as well. Yep. And so it's, there's very few things that are completely outside your control and, and rarely should there be surprises. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, let's, let's, back up a little bit, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a first time founder. I'm about to launch my business. Where should I start with, with regards to customer success? Yeah. Yeah. So first, you know, as a company, you know, you really need to focus on that outcome and experience I talked about, right? And, and you're going to naturally do that through some of the other activities um, that you're working on as well, right? So you're going to naturally think about, you know, some of the personas and things as it relates to kind of some of your product strategy and product management go to market. Um, so I think the first thing I you know like to think about starting with exclusively focus on customer success is that experience, right? And so you know really you know you want to look at the end-to-end -end experience, the marketing, the sales, the whole go-to-market end-to-end experience, but you really want to focus deeply on what happens you know once they start getting their hands on the technology. And so that's pre-sale, right? So you know so once the customer starts to experience you know your software or service. You really want to start there, um, and oftentimes that's before they buy, and you want to think through that experience. And so, really mapping that out and understanding it, and looking at it through the lens of different, you know, customers, whether it's buyers or users or consumers, as well as different segments and routes to market as well, right? So you really want to understand that. Then the question becomes: Is okay along that journey? Where do I want to invest? And so, you know, and you can invest in people. And so, many times companies will invest in someone who is going to focus on that initial, you know early experience, right? So if it's a software company, the onboarding and initial implementation. Um, and so many times companies will start there. Um, and then naturally this, they start to gravitate, well, how do I support the customer? But you got to avoid the mistake of just being reactive, right? So the easy thing to do would be to fall into the traditional mindset of hiring 
you know, building a professional services team and support team, right? Because those teams are good for the initial implementation and they're good for the reactive activities. But most business models today, you know, you also need to invest in sort of like a proactive role. So you see right now a lot of companies hiring customer success managers. Um, and those customer success managers, oftentimes their charter will be that initial onboarding as well as the ongoing adoption. And it's much more proactive. Right. Um, I mean, customer success managers, you know, the number six um, emerging job on LinkedIn right now as, as it relates to like the fastest growing jobs on LinkedIn, right? And there's a reason why companies are hiring these customer success managers. Uh, but more often than not, people focus them on this initial onboarding and kind of adoption. Um, and it's not a replacement for the traditional like professional services and support, but it's just a more proactive approach that's augmented and supported by those roles. So oftentimes companies will start there, you know, with hiring, you know, their first customer success manager. Um, you know, oftentimes in a small company, they're you know, functional responsibilities will probably be a little bit broader, but over time, things, you know, tend to start to specialize in areas like professional services and support, customer success and, and uh, you know, proactive customer success and, you know, potentially training if it's, you know, a software-based product. But usually it starts with making the investment in that first hire. Are there any best practices for, especially early stage companies that it, best practices around kind of the collaboration between sales and customer success, uh, because I know that's something my companies often struggle with is how do, where's the handoff? How do they work together? Who gets compensated on the renewal? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think there's like, yeah. So you talked about a couple of kind of key things, right? So first and foremost, you know, again, I always go back to that end to end engagement model, right? So yeah. You know, what's the role of sales? What's the role of customer success? And many, you know, early organizations, um, what they do is they divide things as the commercial responsibilities and the technical responsibilities. And oftentimes even early customer success teams will also include like, for example, sales engineers, like for a more technical product, right? And so it's, so when you think about commercial activities, it's I gotta, you know, drive the sales process. I've got to negotiate and close, you know, the deal. But then also I need to renew the contract and I need to also, you know, um, contract the upsells, the cross sells um, and really relationships with those buyer personas versus the technical activities, you know, that maybe I'm the solution expert. Maybe if it's software, I need to you know, be responsible for working with the customer to get the software properly configured or support their adoption or, you know, questions that they might have about the technology. Um, if it includes the pre-sales piece, it also includes things like demos and trials you know, things like that. And so oftentimes companies will sort of separate those two things. And then as you look at each stage of the journey, um, like I always uh, look at, um, you know, there's this research out there by a company called TSIA and it, they have this thing called the layer model and it stands for like land, adopt, expand, retain, yep. right? If you're not a software business, you could think of adopt as just, you know, getting the value, you know, from the, the solution. Um, and, you know, and everybody wants to ideally expand, like upsell, cross-sell and, and retain customers coming back. And so, you know, they have this concept of the layer model. And so if you look at kind of each step, like there's handoffs, there's obvious handoffs that happen between the customer success teams and the sales team. So our first handoff is, you know, we sign the contract and we sign them up as a customer. Well, how are we going to make sure that everything we did during the sales process is passed on to the team right. that is then ultimately responsible for making them successful? Because the definition of success should actually happen pre-sale. Sure. You don't want your success team to come in and say, you know, well, what does success look like for you? Well, I just spent, you know, three months with your team and you don't know the answer to that question. You know, more, it should be more a validation. What I've heard is success looks like this, right? So handoff is critical, uh, but it's not just limited to that handoff, right? You know, once you've, you know, provided that initial onboarding experience, you know, you can hand it off to the back to the sales team so they can go and, you know, upsell, cross-sell the customer. 
Um, and then also how you structure your contracts, like you can incorporate auto renewals. So the renewal doesn't have to be a burden for the sales team. So they can be out, you know, focusing on, on driving new logos, for example. That's great. Uh, this has been uh, excellent. Uh, just wondering if you have any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience. Yeah, I think so. Customer success is something you want to invest in early, uh, but it's not just investments in the people. Um, you know, certainly there's, you know, opportunities for, you know, specific roles in customer success, but also thinking about how you instrument, you know, your service or how you, um, you know, collect data in your product, for example, um, always thinking about, you know, with the customer in mind, um, because there's a lot of power in the data that you get in the tooling that you build. Um, and so, you know, when you think about customer success, one, think about it early and two, don't just think about it in the context of like humans delivering it, but also think about it. You know, through how you can deliver it through a you know highly scalable, um, but also very personalized way for your customers. That's excellent. You know, and I I I, I always remember the advice you know you gave me a long time ago about making sure the entire organization is oriented around customer success, not just the customer success team. So uh, that's something that's a, a simple thing to remember uh, that our audience can take away. So thanks again, Phil Pergola, for uh, joining us today and providing your insights on customer success. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.